player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 93 of the 2 Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm your host here, Kevin, along with not my brother from my mother. For the first time ever in the history of the 2 Player Co-op Podcast, one of the brothers from our mothers is not here. <laughs> Joining me today is my brother from my other mother, Nick Schifani. How are we doing? Does that feel better? Doing pretty good. That, that, that feel, doing that pretty feel good. good. That's, good. That's, that's, that's about Sean okay. can say how we doing. Yeah. So if you've been listening or watching us the last few weeks, you know, Sean had a big trip coming up. He's actually, as we are recording this Saturday night, he is in the air somewhere over the Atlantic Ocean on his way to Germany. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Beer fest. <laughs> That's pretty good. Beer fest. He didn't watch it. I was like, he never. Wait, he's never seen the movie. Period. He watched. No, he's seen it a few times. But oh, the okay. last time he watched it was like six months ago. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're supposed to watch yeah, it this week before yeah, you go. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. So Sean's on his way to Germany. Nick was kind enough to step in for the first time ever. One of the brothers is not here. This is really groundbreaking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you to Nick Schifani for being here. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing very awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. So, you. so is this the first time, not only with not one of the other brothers here, but like a special guest just solo in it? Yes. Oh wow. Oh man, I am. You so like honored. if I had a Thank red? You I so mean, much. we got blue carpet there. Yeah, kinda. It's not yeah. red, but basically yeah. we rolled out the red carpet for Nick Thank Shavani. you, man. I really appreciate this for me. Where where are you from? Nerd nine nine oh close. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like nerd that. Nerd nine hundred one Oh yeah, yeah. Check out Nerd901 for all things nerdy in Memphis and around the globe. I was going to let you do the plug since it's kind of like your thing. It's, so it's like wanna, second nature step at this on your, point. Yeah, I didn't want to step on your toes. It's, it's your show. It's your plug. You, you take care of it. But hey, if this is the first time you're seeing us, this is the two-player co-op podcast. This is our weekly podcast that we bring you where we come together, we BS, we, we talk about what we've been playing, we talk about the news of the week that we think you need to know, then we end every episode, even this one, with everybody's favorite game, the back of the box challenge nick are you nervous uh i was until i talked to sean a little bit he kind of this morning i, mm. I kind of reached out to him was like hey what about this game mm. so I, had to, I, had to, I took a little couple of pointers for him i'm very nervous I was, i'm i'm more nervous than you are and it's my podcast because i'm like with sean yeah we have obviously history i've known him his whole that, life yeah and that's exactly what it was i was like what about this game he was like i think he's aware of it but i was like i don't want i don't want to spend like 20 minutes guessing around games and then i'm afraid you're going to do some stupid metal gear solid crap and then i'm just going to be lost here forever big buzz yeah, have you played any metal gear games we've had this conversation do we have to do it live have you had any have you no, played any no. <laughs> Thought maybe it had changed since no, the last nope, time. Nope, nope, nope. When they put a whole collection on PS4, hell yeah, I'll go for it. They, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Know, Not I in know, a minute, but in a few minutes. I know. Nick. Yo. You got something going on this week. Man, I do. Tell the people about I'm it. I'm super excited about it. It's kind of crazy. I, I, this is how excited I am about Nerd901 going. We've been over a year now. We're slowly, you know, gaining traction, just like y'all. You, were, you guys, you find that your subs are growing. We're finding our Twitter followers f- growing and people asking us to do stuff growing this week this tuesday um i guess by the time that before as you're watching watching this this, that evening i will be speaking to dr stephanie madden's um, social media class at the university of memphis which is funny because i'm a college dropout so why would you want (laughs) someone from a college dropout come talk to your media to your (laughs) class that they actually get great on but 
All that said, that's hilarious. Dr. Stephanie Mann, she's a great person. She's so cool. She's the one who started Nerd Night here in Memphis. And she was like, hey, you know, I'm doing a different way of this class, this course this year. Will you come speak to my class? I was like, man, that's awesome. What will I be talking about? Because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so naturally, she told me about Nerd 901 and, you know, awesome. how we started it, how Adam and I, my brother, um, started Nerd 901 kind of the content that we need for it as you know if you follow the site we do anything nerdy but my kind of my cliche logo for it is it doesn't have to be about video games or comic books or nerdy right. tv shows or movies it could be literally nerding about anything we've had people guess right about memphis grizzlies um that's dustin star is a huge nerd right D- dustin yeah, no i don't want any more headlocks dustin no <laughs> more please but I, yeah. I would not survive a headlock from that <laughs> no dude. no I, you've seen the muscles yeah and then, like, even that wrestling, we've done, you yep. know, because we, we've put it on the, the site before when we've done the WrestleMania and the SummerSlam podcast special ones for those. So, yep. that, and then this kind of like the type of voice we want to hear from, and that's basically anyone that's not, you know, we, we try to stay away from politics. You, I know people want to nerd Good out idea. about politics, <laughs> but this just seems like a the time of, time of yeah. you know, year to stay away from it. And just, Stuff like that. So we're, I'm pretty excited. I don't know how long I'll be talking for mm-hmm. or, you know, if I'm, I think her class from like 538 and surely I'm not talking that long because there's no way I would survive. But <laughs> but if you are a student and you happen to watch the show, hey, I'll see you Tuesday night. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Stephanie's been huge. How, how long has she been in Memphis? Oh, you know? a little over a year now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, she, I don't know how much longer we have her though. Yeah. She was instrumental in bringing, like like Nick said, bringing Nerd Night here um, and and just spreading the nerd culture and everything. So yeah, that's awesome. She's awesome. Like the first night that she had Nerd Night, we were all there. And I think we even gave her a WWE style, thank you, Stephanie Chant. So thank she, you, Stephanie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. So it was, so I'm, I'm honored. I'm beyond uh, just beyond. shocked that, that I can, that I would, someone would ask me to speak to an actual that's, yeah, that's college awesome, class, but I, I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. And and like As I say, tell, I'm rambling on about well, it. and I say every week here, and it's not just because I'm part of the family, but it's true. Like Nerd901, like it started when we actually became part of the Nerd901 family. Go to Nerd901.com for all things nerdy in Memphis and around the globe. It was, it was you and your brother. Right. And it was me and Sean. Sean and I, sorry, mom, <laughs> and Ernie and Derek, and then and Joanna and stuff. But then it's like you brought in Lost the Numbers and you brought in all this other stuff. And every it's just like... It really is growing, and that's why it gets every time I get to the end of the episode, I need to just update my my run notes. But like, I can't keep track of everything right. happening there, yeah. and that is awesome. And because of Nerd Nine One, we were able to discover guys like you, or find guys mm-hmm. like you and Sean and, uh, and 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 Eric. I mean Ernie and Derek, <laughs> <laughs> Eric and Dernie. Ernie, Eric and Dernie, and Lee Travis and Johanna and and and, and even Shelfie Podcast. Yep, I'm trying to make sure that I got everyone down. Um, I was gonna say it's your website. Yeah, you gotta know, know it. I don't no, need no, to know. No, it. No. But so it was kind of funny. Like when Adam and I started it, we were like we wanted to help build a culture in Memphis. Yeah. And now that we've been into it for a year, we're really seeing the nerd culture in Memphis kind of take off with again you guys and everyone that's part of the website but we've also ran into guys called uh, powers not included podcast and a guy named duck um duncan butler who's i have content that i have to get on the website that i'm just kind of procrastinating on so sorry duncan if you see this it will get up there i promise and then there's another podcast called i don't know man and i haven't really been able to check them out that's but, awesome but, that is my favorite name yeah. ever i don't know man but that, that's they, awesome but 
uh, Ernie listens to them and they love them. And there's Eric. I'm gonna mess his last name up. Bartolota. Yeah. And Matthew. Uh, or sorry, Matt Perkins. And they don't do a podcast together, but Eric and his buddy Isaac do called too much to talk about and it's, man it's just so crazy watching yeah. this nerd culture in memphis finally start growing well and, and you got nine uh 901 comics on right, top of yeah, that too and, you it's know, just hanging out with shannon and, yeah. and, Jay, and jamie over there so you know back at 901 day september 1st i wrote a piece about it on the website that, that thing went pretty viral yeah, it, it did was, it was really it was excited awesome. about it. And I, I, I literally that. cried writing it because it was so cool like touching like touching everyone that i've just talked about again i know we're going yeah. long or whatever but no you're fine um I was crying and getting kind of emotional because it's so cool finally making that connection. Because, you know, we have, you know, IGN and kind of funny. And like you said, Podcast Beyond and all those type of guys and Nerdists. And those are people we look up to for inspiration. But at the same time, we're here in Memphis and that's where we're trying to build. Yep. It's the Memphis nerdy culture. And and right now, it's still small, but it's, it's, I think it's really starting to take off. It's definitely growing. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thanks for letting me just ramble on there. <laughs> yep. That's the end of the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> so before we get into all the video game stuff, it's still video game related. A trailer dropped this week for a movie. That movie was Tomb Raider. Yeah. This trailer looked pretty damn good to I, me. I, and I'm I like, agree. okay, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't. It's kind of, it's hard to like really gauge it because it was like, again, it's semi video game movie. So it, it is. <laughs> it is the Tomb Raider. It's the Tomb Raider reboot, the 2013 game translated into a movie, right? Which I think is a great idea. Yeah. But I am so torn. I'm. I'm never going to get myself hyped up for a movie about video games ever again. Right. If you've got Assassin's Creed with Fastbender and you completely screw that up, and you make it 75% in the present instead of the past, and you do all this other weird stuff, like, I'm just going to take a step back. But as I'm watching this, I'm like, and there's a lot of people that were kind of poo-pooing it, mm-hmm. which I didn't appreciate, and I think it's maybe because everybody's trying to keep their their expectations in check. This looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely looks like there's a lot of action. Yep. So that will help kind of... You know, bridge the gap between possibly a good movie to possibly a bad movie. You know, I think it looks good too. The girl who's in it, the woman who's in it, I can't remember her name for the life. Alicia Vicklander. Thank you. She was incredible, completely just stellar, out of this world, great in um, Ex Machina. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see that movie? I didn't. But is that the one she won the Oscar for? I don't think that one. No. I don't see how that. I mean, it was I don't know how that would have. Yeah, yeah. If if she did, that'd be pretty cool because she does a great job in it. So, um, she's she looks good. Uh, Wade Bog, what's his name? Boggins? I cannot remember. Yes, Walter it, Boggins. Wade yes, Boggins. it's something Boggins. Yeah. yeah, from the show Justified and Vice Principals. I just found out because I just started watching that. That looks. It's hilarious. I've I've missed out on that, but it looks yeah, hilarious. It is. Yeah. We just watched a few episodes last night. Anyways, I digress. He looks like he'll be the villain. Yeah. So we'll get a little teaser of how he's going to be possibly the villain in Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Player date, but um, it looks good. I'm excited. We'll see. See, people have been poo poo. One of the reasons I've heard people poo poo it is like, "Eh, it looks just like the 2013 game. Good. That was a really good good. game. And like when we talk about video game movies sucking, it's because we're like they strayed too far from the source material. Right. Well, if they stick to it and every universally everybody that was a critically acclaimed great game. Right. It is. 
you can't go wrong with that. No. So, I don't know. And another thing is, looking at this Tomb Raider movie can possibly even set up the blueprints or the stepping stones for the future Uncharted movie. So, <laughs> same mind right there. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. But I'm like, to your point, I'm like, why are we doing Tom Holland? Sure. Why well, are we doing young Drake? Right. I want... Nathan Fillion yes. has been campaigning for like 10 years to be Nathan Drake. If the, Ryan Reynolds can get Deadpool, Nathan Fillion should be able to get Drake. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's... Does he look like Drake in the games? No. But is he a great actor? Yes. Well, isn't the first game he semi-modeled off of Nathan Fillion? There was rumors about that and everything. I don't... Definitely on Uncharted 4, he doesn't look anything no, like no, no, him. No, not anymore, no. But like... And you hear him, by the way, if everybody loves those Destiny 2 live-action commercials, that's Nathan Fillion's voice. Yep, sure is. Like, the guy is funny. The guy loves Uncharted. I don't... If you wanted to do Tom Holland for, like, a flashback sequence, that's fine. But if you're going to do Uncharted, I wish they would do it right and just cast Nathan Fillion. Sorry, Sean, I know you want Chris Evans. I can kind of see it, but it's Nathan Fillion. I can't see Chris Evans. It's Nathan Fillion. I, I mean, I haven't publicly said anything to Sean, but I'm about to announce since he can't be here to defend himself. Hey! You're wrong. You're in Germany. I hope you're watching. Yeah, you're wrong, brother. Listening. Not Chris Evans. YouTube.com slash shoot player co-op. Nope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely listen to that, but not Chris Evans. (laughs) (laughs) So we're both, I would say, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I would say cautiously optimistic is a good term. Okay. (laughs) One more note here, and then we'll get into what we've been playing this week, which I cannot wait to talk to you about, and I can't wait to talk about also. I think you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> oh. Red Dead Redemption 2, Rockstar sent out a tweet that just said, Thursday, September 28th, 11 a.m. Eastern. What are we getting, Nick? Well, so I purposely stayed away from any of the sites, big sites we mentioned before, like Kind of Funny and yep. IGN and stuff like that, because I didn't want them to kind of sway my opinion when you brought this up on our little docket here. But I would assume everyone says the same thing. We'll get a longer trailer. And we'll probably get a semi-close to definite release date. Yeah. You know, will that release date probably get pushed back again? Yes. But at least we'll actually have a certified, you know, like, what are they shooting for, November this year? Yeah, and then they said just 2018. Okay, so we'll probably get an an actual day and date and stuff like that. But hopefully a longer trailer, kind of maybe show what the story is a little bit about. Other than that, I don't think we get... Too terribly much. Right. What about I, you? I guess we think, I don't think this has been confirmed, but we think this game is going to be a prequel. We think it's still going to be John Marston, okay. but a prequel. Obviously, uh, spoiler alert, you can't do a sequel and have it be John Marston. No. Uh, Unless he survived that somehow. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be Lazarus Pit stuff right. or something. Yeah. Um, I heard a rumor of uh, Ed Harris being in the game. Really? Yep. Westworld? I don't know if there's the connection to it. or That would be it, awesome. like, I don't know if it just happened to be like, oh, he's in Westworld. Let's get him in this right. cowboy game. but Or if he, this was the kind of the plan the whole time. But it would be cool to have him, Ed Harris, as the villain in, in Red Dead. What I hope we get, we're definitely going to get a new trailer if nothing else. I want to see gameplay. Now, and I think they're going to say spring 2018 is what I think they'll say. Okay. I don't think they're going to put a date on it. I don't think they're going to put a ring on it. They're just going to say spring. I won't be surprised if it gets delayed again no matter what they say. Right. But I want to see the gameplay because I, I didn't play Red Dead. I haven't played either of the two Red Dead games. 
I'm a horrible person. I own, I, I own, well, I guess I own, I host a video game podcast and I have not played <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. I get it. I'm going to play Red Dead 2. At this point, there's no reason for me to go back and play Red Dead Redemption because right. I know how it ends. I've seen it a million times. It would have been heartbreaking and everything. If I, it, I mean, it's like if someone was going to play The Last of Us after listening to Logan Wilkinson forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know how that game ends if you follow that guy. <laughs> so, Logan? shout out to Logan. Team Young. We're going to talk about you in a minute. Oh, no. I think. I don't, I don't know. We're, we might talk about He's Team on Young. the docket. Stay off, my, stay off my docket, Logan. Yeah. Team Young. Um, I, I want to see the gameplay, and I want this game to make me want to play it. I, I don't want to just go, oh, Rockstar made it. I have to play it. Right. Like, I want to see the gameplay. I want to see the story, and I want to be compelled to actually play this game. Right. So you brought up something that I, I kind of j- draw it down so I wouldn't forget. Do you th- if there's a spring th- 2018 release, is that possible that God of War and Red Dead are almost within a couple of months of each other? And then how is that going to look for... I would honestly Me? say, God, yeah, God of War's market, because if you would have to put those two up together, what do you think is going to sell more? Probably Red Dead. Red Dead will definitely sell more, right. but God of War is coming out in March. I've said it ever since that got shown, because every major God of War game has come out in March. The The big thing with that, though, they, they won't go head-to-head. If no. Somehow... I, mean, I, I think, the, I think it's, we're going to get, like... If that's the case, we get like a Horizon Zero Dawn and, and exactly. Zelda for this You get year. a week to breathe or something. Because really, right. with, with video games, I mean, you sell the vast majority of all your games the first week anyways. Right. Hi. Uh, I, but I will say this. I'm still more excited for God of War than yeah. I am Red Dead. Because I've been with God of War. Since day one. Since day one. Right. 2005 PlayStation 2 I love the new direction of it I love One Direction no I don't I just I hope that game is as good in reality as it is in my mind I think it I think I think it is I think it will be too man can you, 2018 is already look like it could beat 2017 2017 game. I I keep telling Sean we need to like It'll probably be our last podcast of the year at this point. This year has been insane. Yeah. Like 2015 was awesome. Yeah. 1998 was one of those years that was like, it was Ocarina of Time. It was Metal Gear Solid. A bunch of other games Heard that I can't games. remember. But like this year has been insane. Yeah. And there's two of the games that everybody absolutely adores that I haven't played and won't play because I just don't have time is Neo and Nier Automata. Yeah. Like I'm not going to play either of those games. But a lot of people say they could be their game of the year. And I'm not going to play Persona. Sorry. I'm just not just a JRPG time. guy. You don't have the time. I don't have 100 hours just no. to dump into that game. Just, just to get barely through it. The next time I put 100 hours into a game is going to be GTA Online with GTA 6. That's a good one. Um, so, yeah. Also, also, really quick, shameless plug, by the way. We should talk about 2015 in video gaming. We're all about the plugs. Or 2017 in video gaming. Say. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just going to let so it So that's going to be, like, and this is this is fine to say out loud, but also one of the other events that we're doing, just because it popped in my head, is the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Con here in, in, in Memphis in uh, November. And our panel, the 901, the nerd901.com panel, is going to be about the state of video gaming, especially in the year of 2017. Of course, we know we want our special guest be on there as well and then we're going to talk about how great this year is so that's kind of what that's that's a fun that you brought that up because that's exactly what the conversation will be this year has been stupid yeah, it's, it's just been, been so, so ridiculous it's been so much fun i mean the fact that like 
I was able to add in a couple more games on here, but what we're playing was shocking to me. When I put that on, I was like, whoa, how did I get this done with these video games? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a nice segue. Let's get right into it. Okay. Nick, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing so much, Kevin. I am so, when you <laughs> added this to the document, I'm like, God, I'm jealous. Yeah, I've been playing so much. I don't know, and it's not like I'm playing an exuberant amount of hours in each game. It's just like kind of picking, yeah. cherry picking in each, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes here. So I'll roll them off and then I can just give you some impressions. Of yes. Them. So I've been playing Marvel's Capcom Infinite. I want to know, this is what I really want to okay. hear about. And I've been playing Zelda, Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild. And I've been playing Finally. more, more Injustice 2. The fact that this game came out whenever it came out and I'm still playing mm-hmm. a fighting game. May. It's so deep. Okay, that's what I want to ask. So between Injustice and Marvel uh-huh. vs. Capcom, were you a fighting guy I've like growing up? Yes, you have, yes, okay. Yes, I've always been a, fi- I've always been a f- fighting video game. That's been like my staple video okay. games my entire life. Everything from um, fighters like that to beat-em-ups like Streets of Rage, like I've seen y'all play and stuff like that, even to King of Fighters, Virtual Fighters... Um, Primal Rage, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, yes! you know, just even Power Stone. That's, Gosh. Uh, I so, never had a Dreamcast. I hear people talk oh, about this game, and I'm like, so God. Someone on Twitter a little while ago was like, if you had to bury a game for a game to resurrect, what would it be? And I'm going to tell you this, and this is going to break your heart. I would bury Street Fighter to have Power Stone back. Just because we've had so many Street Fighters. I'm so, like, I love Street Fighter so much. It's It's actually where I got my fighting game anchored into me yeah because long long time ago when street fighter 2 was in the arcades my brother and i were playing i was playing with ryu and he was and adam was playing with blanca well he caught me in the corner and just electrocuted my butt the whole time to where now even as an adult yeah i just kept pushing the button just kept pushing that low punch button yep. and just electrocuted me until i died yep and i'm better than him and it, it, it pissed me off so every now to this day like if i get trapped in a corner in a fighting game i i just go blind from white rage and then just somehow finish the match and it's over and I've won. <laughs> I still remember that's one of my favorite video game memories. I can remember Sean and I were in Texas visiting my grandparents in Colleen, Texas. We were out to eat some kind of seafood place because I remember there was popcorn, shrimp or something involved. And there was this arcade cabin over there. It was 91. Arcade ca- it might have been Galveston actually. There's this arcade cabin over there called Street Fighter 2. Yeah. And we walked up to it and I was like, this looks crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Mom, can we have quarters? One of us picked Blanca, one of us picked Dalsim, which is hilarious because we both ended up just being Ryu and Ken. <laughs> and I remember playing it and just being like, this is something I've never experienced before. Yeah. Like, neither of us ever played Street Fighter 1. Right, we same, we yeah. got Street Fighter 1 after the fact for right. the PC just because. Right. But that, that game has just been with me for 27, 26 years now, I guess yeah. it's been. No, so. and so unfortunately, like, as much as I, like I said, as much as I love Street Fighter, if I could yeah. just bury that game because we've had f- so many different versions of hell street fire 2 alone <laughs> that i would be fine with burying it and just living what we have with for power stone to come back anyways not that's a different tangent for maybe yep. a different day and then the last game i played i i uh, finished uncharted the lost legacy okay so how do you want to dive into this where do you want to start what do you think about uncharted i loved it okay i mean I, I truly did yes it's not you know what we're used to as tra- it, but i actually love the fact that it's six Maybe eight hour game, depending on how you yeah, play. Yeah, I think it. It in about I beat it right at six hours. I think yeah. it was around the same time, and um, but I love the character of um, 
Oh my God, her name's Chloe. Good. Thank you. Gosh, I was gonna. I love Chloe. I was actually gonna mix Chloe and Nadine's names. Chloe, that's what I do. Apparently, I just mix people's names. So, anyways, yes, I love Chloe so much. I think I she's Chloe. the second best character in in the Uncharted series. It's a hard line between her and Sam. And then, not to spoil anything, I won't. But the surprise character at yeah. the end was so much fun, and it kind of just. Had that nice little bow. It's like I should have seen it coming. But you didn't, but for but some I didn't. Reason, you when didn't. it happened, I was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, yeah this is yeah. awesome." So, and then Nadine took some time to get used to her character. Was a little dry, and she just felt almost rushed as far as development was. She just felt to me like she was just there to be a hired gun. Yeah, and she was just kind of stonewall the whole yeah. time. It took literally till the surprise character. Yeah. To get and those interactions, sh- yeah, and to get her out of her shell for you to actually start caring about the character. Overall, fun, great game, an awesome. If you're an Uncharted fan, play this game because yeah. you're you would be missing out if you're not. And d- dang, Sean, for not playing any of these games. What is wrong? I with can't him? talk to him about any of these spoilers. I'm like, he's played one and two. Well, he played half of one. He beat two, and then he's like, and I get it. I, I could not play. Two, three, and four back to back because that's forty five hours I of did. a lot of climbing and stuff. You did, yeah. So when I bought my PS four, awesome. I bought it because I was gonna I, when I saw the trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn that you yeah. threw that one year. I bought the PS four with the Uncharted, mm-hmm. the Lost Legacy, or the um, the collection of one, two, and Made three collection. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So I played the first three, and then by the time I finished three, four was out a week later, and then I rolled through four. <laughs> And it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun, great story with great characters and the, just a way the game should be built and played. So I had no problem just busting out 50 I mean, hours. I mean, especially if you're someone around our age group, hashtag Team Young, that, that grew up on Indiana Jones. Like, we're not going to talk about the Kingdom of the Crystal, Crystal Skull. Mm-mm. But the three Indiana Jones movies, because there were only three. Yep were so good and to actually see them kind of come to life yeah. in video game form right it was just it was like uh, oh i missed out on one two and three i played them all after the fact on ps3 but it's like i saw a bundle for like 20 or 25 bucks for uh it, it might have been one and two or one was separate and then two and three were bundled or something and i played uh, ever since then i've been in love with it yeah. is what i'm trying to say yeah Honestly, as much time as Sean is putting in some of these old ass games, he should really just go back and play the Uncharted games. Because as much time as you put in these old games, man, just play the Uncharted series. I mean, Uncharted Four is definitely one of my top ten games of all time. I agree. And I've told him, like, man, I, I want him to play Four so bad because no spoilers. It has the best ending in a video game I've seen since Metal Gear Solid Three. I know I'm biased. But that ending, the way they they wrapped it all together, I was in tears. Like it was just so perfectly yeah. done. It I'm was. like, he already knows about three. He knows you play as young Drake. So I'm like, okay, now that that's been spoiled, just watch the cutscenes. Just get the story beats and go play four. Like I want yeah, him to experience at this point, four. Just watch all the cutscenes from. But there are so many huge set pieces, yes. especially in two and three. Yeah, that not playing those games is is a crime is i mean it's just because those huge huge set pieces that were used to uncharted not playing those games is it just feels like you're it's a disservice. missing something out yeah yeah what did really you is. think about the set piece to end uncharted lost legacy i thought that that, 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 was that was whole sequence was, that was a lot of fun yeah awesome. yeah yeah and then being able to take out the bad guy the way you were able to was a lot it was it was fun it was really good tag and team then, back again. and then the little 
almost to like the little amiibo characters in the credits. Did you watch the credits? Yeah, the, that was they were cute. I liked yep. Them. I don't know. Anyways, I loved it. What do you want me to dive into now? All right. Talk to me about Zelda, Nick. Okay. <laughs> this is not going to be a long conversation. Am I going to cry? It depends on what, what I mean. We kind of because we kind of talked about this the other day. I haven't really gotten through too terribly much, mainly yeah. because this is my first Zelda game. I'll let that sink in for a moment. Let that sink in. If I remember, I'm going to insert the let that with the sink in the entryway yeah. to the door. Right. I'm not going to remember it, but <laughs> if I do, it'll be awesome. Anyway, so this is my first Zelda game, so I really have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just running around. I'm still clothed, and once you wake up, you know, like you yeah. clothe yourself in. So like I'm freezing to death. Or so I'm you're trying. on the are you on the plateau still? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just did the first shrine. Okay. That you get the little that you're trying. I'm I'm trying to get a paraglider. Apparently, you gotta get through the, the first old four shrines. Yeah. And. He broke his promise like a butthead, and yep. now I have to go through. The, I was like, "What?" I was, I because you, know, you get the two little options. I answered angry every time, like this is not what the plan was. Damn man. it, old man! Yeah. So, um, so yeah, now I'm trying to like just trek through to get to the other four shrines, I guess, to get these other uh, to get the paraglider, and I'm dying a lot. That's okay. I'm dying a lot. I'm I'm spending more time dying than I am doing anything, and eventually the game just kind of was like. Oh, and like you know, pats me on the head, and like, we'll put you closer to it now, like each time, you know. So, but I'm having fun with it. I'm exploring a new world that I've never ever seen before. I have no idea how to play this game. I hate the buttons. I hate the jump and all the other stuff button. That makes me so angry. I don't know why Nintendo. I want to. I want to run, and I'm jumping, or I want to use my weapon, and I'm not doing anything. So I know. I'm shooting they... it. The fact that... And I can't... I, I guess you can't map it out the way you want to. The only thing you? you can do is you can switch, sprint, and jump. But nah, that's I don't it. need any of that. That's all you can do. I, <sighs> yeah, so anyway, I mean, maybe that will help. I don't know, but I'm having a lot of fun in this game. Adam, when you watch this, I hope you're happy. I'm dying a lot, but I'm having tons and tons of fun. But I, I'm ready to start like getting new clothes and kind of getting different weapons. I'm tired of using branches to fight these little yes. pig monsters. And I have a rusted sword that I'm afraid to use because it will break. It will break, and then I'll have more branches. <laughs> I still say to this day... And I, I tried mean, cooking, but all I did was just take a nap for four hours. I was like, I didn't cook. I'm trying to cook okay. something. So you go into the menu, and you click on your apples or whatever, and then you say uh, oh, okay. hold or something. So you start the fire. And then when you go out of the menu... You'll go, okay, cook. And then he'll go, oh, ding, 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 ding. Okay, so I did that. <laughs> Again, this is how new I am this order. Which I guess this cooking thing is kind of new too, though, right? Yes. So I do hold, and I've got a, a steak, and I throw the son of a gun just out into the open, not even near the fire. Okay, so are you by a fire, or do you have like a, a, like there's a, a big fire. pot there's a fi- over no, a fire? No, there's a fire. Oh, both, maybe. I'm not really sure. Okay. I think you're just sitting by a fire, which the fire you can just sleep at in advance yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get to a fire where they've got a big old, like, a pot. You're telling thing. me I can't take my rusted sword, stick it in an apple, and freaking fire it? I mean, in there? real life, you could. Stupid Zelda. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Uh, so... It's it's. <sighs> go ahead. You, you said you were most interested, and in I want to know why. Yeah, just, be, just because... There, it seems to be a lot of differing opinions on this mm-hmm. game. It seems like a lot of people like Capcom is king when it comes to fighter ga- fighting games. Whether it's X Men: Children of the Atom, all the Street Fighter games, X Men versus Street Fighter, to Marvel versus Capcom. I think there's a new king in fighting games. Would continue. What is that? Nether Realm. I yeah. So I just want to know 
It seems like some people love this game. It seems like everybody hates the way it looks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. No, but just thought, how does so. it play? Like, because I downloaded the demo. I played it for five minutes. And sure. I was like, this is not for me because yeah. it doesn't. I'm just expecting it to be Street Fighter, and it's not Street Fighter. Right. So, so I'm gonna compare it to Injustice, which is a which is a fighting yep. game that I can't believe that I'm playing a fighting game still this long. With every every single day, I want to turn that game on and play it. Yeah. Like if this game was on the Switch and could run like it on the Switch, I would probably play it more than anything, just right. because there's so much depth to it. And I'll get that in a little in a, in a little bit, but it's slower. The mechanics feel slower than okay. than it does for Injustice. Um, it is probably one of the slower kind of fighting games I've ever played. As far as getting across the screen, make doing different moves, especially either specials or supers, or even just a, a combo, it just feels a little sluggish. The character designs, I know, like Chun Li and Dante were the ones that they people fixed really, them, right? They fixed them. They've definitely fixed Dante and they fixed Chun Li a little bit. They're still a little off, and okay. this is how I know because Summer, my wife, walked in, <laughs> saw, watched me play a little bit today, and she said, "What the f is wrong with Chun Li's face?" <laughs> She looks like a porcelain doll a little bit too. Yes. So I don't know if they, you know, which is so weird for Capcom to mess up a, a character to facial design like that. But I'm wondering if like the technology is just surpassing them and they're just not kind of like grasping on or they just don't have the stuff that they have. I, I feel like, have. I feel like Street Fighter V looks great. With, regardless of what I think about that game, the character models are great. The way they did like, 3D models and a 2D fighter and all that other yeah. stuff. It looks great. So I don't know if it was just like, we got to get MVC out quickly. Yeah. So just well, do the best you can. Get it out there. We, we need another fighting game that's going to be a long-term long term service like Street Fighter Five is. I don't know. And, and they got it out there trying to make you know, fighting pro leagues in time as well. To exactly. Start all the Evo making, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that kind of bothered me about the game... Let me before I say anything else. I do enjoy the game. Okay. The story mode, it, Capcom Marvel's Capcom Three when it came out came out at the same time as the Mortal Kombat 2011 series uh, okay. game came out, which was basically Mortal Kombat One through Three all smashed into one game, and the yep. storyline was fantastic. And so as so was MKX. So Marvel's Capcom Three was kind of a letdown. Okay. Because it didn't have like a story mode, and if you're like, man, if if NetherRealm is doing a story mode of three games in yeah. one game, surely they can find something to do in Marvel vs. Capcom three, and they didn't. But they just did like kind of each character had a, a specific ending. Well, now in this one, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has a story mode, still not as good as Injustice two or Injustice or any of the other you know NetherRealm games. Okay. But then when they do the arcade mode, you finish off a, the boss and you don't get like the kind of the special ending to per person. And even Injustice in the MKX, they're still doing that. So you have a story mode and then you have an arcade mode and you get a special ending Oh, I didn't know character. they had both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have a whole story mode, which is fun to play through for right. both Injustice and Injustice 2 and MKX. And then if you play with Raiden and you do Raiden's Tower and it's over, you get like a special ending for uh, him specifically, and they do okay. that with all the characters. Okay. Well, so when I did that for Iron Man today, just nothing, just the really, credits. yeah, just the credits. So you you have a story mode that's eh, and then you don't do kind of like a character specific ending like you did in the previous game. So they're just missing steps. They really are just this tiny stuff that they're missing. And one of those other tiny things are a lot of these characters. They've got thirty people on the roster. They'll have some DLC soon, but. 24 of the 30 characters were from their past original games. Yeah. You have such a plethora of not only Marvel superheroes, but 
Capcom people that you could throw in the game. Just, you know, maybe instead of, I don't know, Frank West, do Guile or anyone else. You know, right. it doesn't have to be him, but someone else. Is it just uh, Ryu and Chun-Li? Are those the only Street Fighter characters yes. in it? Yeah. Yeah. But all the Marvel people are pretty much the same. We know that why we know now why right. the X-Men aren't in it, which is a shame. I hate that. That's yeah. and that's th- an, yeah, it just feels uh, wrong not having Wolverine running up and down the yes. street Berserker barraging everyone exactly. Yeah. And then they had Deadpool in the third one and now he's not back in this game and it's just really upsetting. He's Fox, he yeah. Was, yeah, and he was one of the like most important people to that third game. He's just a lot of fun to play with cuz he they developed his character perfectly. He broke the fourth wall and all that stuff. So yep. Overall, the game's seven, seven point five. Okay. You know, um, matter of fact, I'm almost done with the story, but halfway, but halfway through the end of the th- story mode, like you, you go through different fights or whatever, and I just kind of pause. I was like, you know what? I want to go back to Injustice. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so that's what I'm doing. Mm. Yep. Uh, it's sad, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like how I feel about Street Fighter Five when it came out. Like Street Fighter Five didn't even have an arcade mode. They had a story mode before they launched the the I don't remember what they ended up calling it a few months later, the cinematic story mode or whatever it was. And that wasn't good at all. No. And no. like Street Fighter Five, the mechanics and everything, it's a good game, but when I think of a Street Fighter game, I think of playing against my brother or playing against somebody else. That's fine. That works great. But I also think about the arcade mode right. and going back and trying to bump it up to level six, level seven, level eight difficulty right. and see if I can get through it. And that's why I still think Ultra Street Fighter 2 on the Switch is a better game for me than Street Fighter 5. And I just hate that. Like Capcom is supposed to be the king of fighting games. But like you said, NetherRealm may have taken that crown yeah. now. And that's, and that, and real quick before we move on, that's why I keep going back to Injustice 2. The, they do like a multiverse, kind of like the different towers or whatever. And, the first two multiverses are set for a specific two characters. So okay. you can upgrade characters by when this multiverse and they're, they've got our time frames. Okay. And then the third one, huh. what's that? Oh, you were no, it's that. just, that's cool. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can have Harley Quinn and go from her from, you know, one level one to level 20 as these new multiverses, whenever her multiverse comes up, which is really cool to do. And then they have a third one that kind of like allows a player to say if like a new DLC character, if you don't want to download the DLC, you can play with this character for like a hundred hours for free. Feel like, see if you like playing with the character and then you can download it if you want to. Really? Yeah. It's really cool. They give you, they give you the character, these towers, the build, and you can build this character and you go, Oh, maybe I don't want Starfire. Oh, maybe I don't want Sub-Zero. So you don't have to buy, I mean, I, Go, went full on in. It's about yeah. the whole ultimate pack, so I'm well, going to anyways. Whereas Capcom is like, here's a new Street Fighter character. You got to buy him. Yeah. Don't have fight money? Sorry, 10 bucks a character. Right, so this so NetherRealm gives you the character for free for 100 hours, and if you love that character, like Red Hood or someone else, go buy him for five, three or five bucks, whatever it is. Right. So that's a cool thing. And then also that same universe can just do different things to upgrade whatever characters you love. And then there's like three or more other ones, and it's just... There's so much depth in a fighting game because you can keep getting gear and yep. you can keep leveling up your character. That caps at 20, but there's over 25, 30 people on the roster. Right. And so, you know, you can't do enough and it's not play to, it's not pay to win. You can pay to get upgrade the character, but you can't pay to get their best gear. Right. You know, so you have to, you have to grind. You have to sit there and grind and keep playing and keep playing. And I just love it. You know, they're doing something for Harley Quinn. Apparently, it's like Harley Quinn's birthday. It's her 25th yeah. anniversary. Yep. And so they have, a, they have a multiverse where they have a specific uh, 
gear. They call it like lunatic gear, and I think it's going to w- look like the animated series character nice. that you can just add on. Man, it's it's That's so awesome. much fun. And this game, I'll probably play Injustice Two until the next Netherrealm fighting game comes down. That's crazy. Yep. See, that's how Capcom games should be. Yeah. But yep. Ed Boone and those guys over there at Netherrealm figured <sighs> it out, man. They really did. As Angry Joe would say, you done effed it up. <laughs> you know what I've been playing, Nick? No, I don't know what you're playing. I've it- been playing Metroid Samus Returns. I dusted off the old 3DS. Yeah. I had to charge it because it was completely dead because I haven't turned that joke around and I don't know how long I've either been playing my PS4, my Vita, or my Switch. This game, it's crazy to think that... This when, is a new game, right? This yes. game just came out. So when Nintendo did their E3 spotlight, whatever, they didn't even talk about this. Then after, they're like, oh, and we got a new 2D Metroid game coming out. Internet lost their ever-loving minds because yeah. we haven't had a 2D Metroid since Zero Mission which was, I don't even know when it came out. 2001? Four, maybe? Okay. It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah. So, I saw this. My immediate thought was, oh, I wish it was on Switch. But it's a 2D Metroid. I don't care, whatever. Yeah. Pre-ordered, done, sent it to me, good. Metroid Samus Returns is a remake of Metroid 2, which came out on the Game Boy, which I have never played because it came out on the Game Boy, and a Metroid game with sprites this big on a screen that's just this big. If you can't see my fingers, you should go to youtube.com co-op. <laughs> it doesn't really work. The basic premise is the same. Like, So this is a remake of Metroid 2, but it was almost, I would call it more a reimagining. So the story is basically this. Samus is flying around after Metroid 1, obviously. They detect life, Metroid life on SR388, this planet, and they're like, Samus, go save the day. And Isn't there a band called SR17 or SR71? SR71, yes. Yeah. Was that Little Black Backpack? No, it wasn't them. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Right, I brought this that up. up while I talked. That's <laughs> okay. going to drive me nuts now. So, <laughs> they're one hit wonder. I'm pretty sure. Yes. So basically, (laughs) Samus, go save the world. You get down there and you land in the ship and it's just 2D Metroid upgraded for current times, I guess I would say. And some of that's good and some of it's not good. So again, it's a remake of Metroid 2. So basically, they are stuck in the confines of Metroid 2, even though they have remade it into something for, for now times. There's eight different areas. You've got the surface area, and then you've got area one through eight. Each area has a certain amount of Metroids you have to kill because your whole goal is to go there and eradicate the Metroid race, kill them all. What was it? There's, I'm not sure because I can't remember the title of, this, of, the, of the song right now. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. I remember SR-71. We'll have to look it up later. So there's 40 Metroids. Each area has either somewhere between 1 and 10 Metroids that you have to kill. Once you kill them all, you extract their DNA, and then this like hieroglyphic thing opens up. It, it like does something, and it drains all this poison water, and it lets you go to the next part of the area. Eight areas, 40 Metroids. So right now, I am eight and a half hours in. I've got nine Metroids left. Is so, it supposed to be this long of a game? Yeah, this game, I'm hearing people take like... I'm not going to 100% it because there's no trophies. This is a game, though, I will say, before I get into everything else, all my notes, I got a lot of notes. <laughs> if this had a platinum, yeah. I would 100% the really? hell out of this yeah. game. So, yeah, eight and a half hours in, I got nine Metroids left. I'm in area 
five. So that means areas six, seven, and eight are going to have just a few Metroids, I think. But So overall thought th- thoughts on this game. The graphics. It's the first 2D Metroid game that's not sprite-based. It's very different. I, I love the look of Super Metroid. This is different. How is it different if it's not sprite based? I mean that. So it is, is it more like it's a Sonic. Th- it's a three. It's mania a th- based. Th- no, it completely like overhauled. Wow. Whereas Sonic Mania was like Genesis graphics turned up to eleven. Yeah. This is just we're gonna do three D graphics in a two D game. Almost is it almost like Mario Paper graphics? No. Okay. It's like um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Okay. Uh, think of um. What the hell is it called? Uh, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Okay. The 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 uh, Iga who made yeah. Symphony of the Night and yeah. everything. It's kind of like that, except not cartoony looking. Got it. I think I still prefer the old style graphics, the sprite base and everything. Yeah. But it's so cool because there's you know the like... The thing is, us older guys, we just prefer... I'm, I'm like, we're things. like, man, back in my day... <laughs> But it's it, it is cool because this is one of the few games in a while that I've played in my 3ds where I've actually turned the 3d slider on for most of the time because oh, it's, okay it's there's these transitions where you go down an elevator or if you teleport or whatever that they're cool but then you also see like this depth of field where you can see all this stuff going on way back in the back of this cavern and you see there's like these aliens over here there's this big robot and all this other stuff and it's just so cool stuff you couldn't do on the super Nintendo yeah um what I do love are the animations in this game are so awesome. So, like, Samus has her cannon on the left arm, I think. Yep. Don't kill me if I'm wrong. But one of the cool things, like, if you think back to 8-bit and 16-bit games, like Mega Man, no matter which way he turned, the, the cannon was... It would switch. Yeah. Now, Samus, so, like... Her animations are so pretty, like it's so fluid. I don't. It's not like sixty frames per second or anything, but there's just there's there's no break in her animations. And like if you if you turn around to shoot somebody, she'll go pop 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 pop. She'll be looking over here and she'll go pop 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 pop. Or she'll turn over here and she'll aim this way. It's beautiful. Right arm, right arm. dang it. <laughs> so right arm. All right. So do this way and then this way. Yeah. Um. She moves great. The, the animations are so cool. So there's this new... One of the new things in this is this melee counter. So you push... If Some people are kind of hating on it. I still like it, and I'm eight and a half hours into the game. But so if you see an enemy comes towards you, it's a little bat or a little alien thing or whatever, they, they flash white for a second, which means they're going to charge you. Okay. When they flash white, you hit X, and you do this pow, and you hit them. And it stuns them, it knocks them back, and you automatically aim at them, and you fire your arm cannon, arm cannon at them, and it's a one-hit kill. So why would anyone be against this? I mean, it feels like it just adds another because tool for Samus, Samus to use to further on her adventure. Because they think, and I can kind of get, it gets repetitive. They're saying, like, you just, parry the whole you time. just wait, you parry, kill, parry, kill, parry, kill. And I'm like, well, you don't have to. It's if you choose to play it that way. I like to play it that way. I, I can't get down with that because then, because you could literally say that about literally every game that's ever been made. Oh man, Mario jumping on those Goombas is so repetitive. Right. Why is this game so good or whatever? So you know, like you're just adding another dimension to Samus to to get to the final stage. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. I, I really like it. The only thing I will say is that once you get at, at first when I was playing it, I did not get the timing right or anything. Took a while. 
But once you get it, it's almost like a cheat code. Yeah. Like if it just oh. bump, it's one hit kill, pop, one hit kill, pop, one hit kill. So I get that. Uh, jumping feels great. The other thing that's cool is now you couldn't do this in any of the other Metroid games because now that you've got your your left stick, you can hold the L button to have her lock her in place. And then you aim, and she's got a laser sight, so you can tell exactly where your shot's going to go. I love that. That's cool. Uh, then you've got these Aeon abilities, which are the new th- the the new thing for this. So you've got this yellow charge meter, and you've got these four abilities that you get as you go through the game. So you've got one is like in Super. Me- Have you played any of the Metroid games? I played through the Nintendo sixty four one. Okay, try to remember that one where you were the first person. First person. Prime. Prime. Played like halfway through that one. Okay. And that's it. Okay, so Super Metroid is my really only experience. I played Metroid on the NES a little bit. I never played any of the Prime games. I just don't think... I mean, everybody says the they're so right? good. Yeah. Okay. Super uh, On Super Metroid, there was this one thing you could get where she kind of has a, a spotlight where she looks around, and if you shine the spotlight, you can see where there's some like blocks that you can blow up or something. Okay. So the first Aeon ability you get is this thing you just hit A... And it just goes boom, and it shows you every block that you can blow up, and that leads to different paths or different like areas or whatever. Yeah, so you it's it's very it's again it's kind of almost a cheat because it's so easy to use because your your this Aeon ability recharges so easily. Um, I like it just because I'm not really great at video games. I like that I can just hit A and be like, oh, oh that's, that's where I can yeah, go to get a yeah, missile expansion or right. whatever. You can also get uh, this one ability that lets you not take damage. This other ability that lets you do like friggin' like machine gun blast, rapid fire stuff. And then this other one's like matrix mode where you go fast, everybody else goes slow, or super hot if you want to call it that. Yeah. So I love it. Uh, I while I wish this game was on the Switch, it's so cool playing a Metroid game with the two screens. So I was going to ask you, does it feel weird? Since you're so used to carrying the Switch around with you and, you know, playing it and whatnot, does it feel weird to have the, the DS out again to, to kind of play in that? Because that, you know, that's a system that I actually, I I left Nintendo a long okay. time ago after the GameCube. Okay. I don't think I owned anything Nintendo after that and maybe probably didn't even play anything Nintendo after that. Um, so... I never played any of the 3DS or 2DS games. Adam had one. I just never got into him. I was yep. more of a sit, you know, in front of the console type thing. Yep. So is it is it feel kind of nostalgic almost to have the DS back out and playing it? And and what's the di- other than the graphics and the feel and stuff like that? How is it to be back to the DS for being with a Switch for so long? So. First off, my hands cramp up a lot because <laughs> it's smaller. It's like, well, I've got the or 3ds XL, in. but okay, it's still yeah. it's something about the way it all. It just like, and you have to use your trick. There's other games like if you're playing Mario games or something on the Switch or the Zelda games, you're not using L and R a lot. Well, right. if you're playing the 3D Zelda games, then you're using L. But you use L and R so much in this game, and I think using those extra buttons just cramps up your hands where it's just like Seinfeld the Claw, <laughs> or no, not that's not Seinfeld. That's uh, Liar Liar. Uh, yeah, but it is so weird that what what I okay when I think of my Switch, I want all the great 3DS games ported to that nature. Sure. Like I want Link Between Worlds. I want this game to eventually go to the Switch also. But while I've been hoping and wanting all these great games to get ported and get up res into 720p or 1080p when you're docked, whatever, 
I forget how awesome it is to have those two screens. So I'm playing through Metroid, and if you're looking at the top screen, there's nothing else on the screen except, except the gameplay. There's no HUD. There's no nothing. There's no all that's there's down no here. Options menu thingy or whatever. Yeah, all that's down here. So you see the map at all times. You see what your energy is, what your Aeon gauge is, how many missiles you've got, how many super missiles, how many this, that. Like, it's just all right there. You can switch between your weapons without cool. having to pause. I'm like... It's like playing like on SNS or in NES. It's so... Having this stuff so easy right there for you. Right. It's yeah. just right there. And it's like... I've been saying for a while, as I was wrong on our E3 prediction special last year, that I thought Link Between Worlds would get ported to the Switch in HD. Again... It, they could easily do it. You just push start and go to the map instead of just seeing it there all the time. I get, I, I'm remembering now why the 3DS was so, rev, or, and the DS before it was so revolutionary. Like the two screen thing, you just play the game. You don't have to pause yeah. it. You don't have to get out of the game to see the menus or the maps or whatever. It's, it's just right there. In front it's of been you. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so then, so there's 40 Metroids you gotta, you gotta catch. Whenever you get near one, you start this like tracker thing or whatever starts going beep, beep, beep. And the closer you get, like you move over to the next screen, beep, 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 beep. And it's so cool because it's, it lets you know, first off, it lets you know you're getting close. So you're in the right direction, but it also is very foreboding. Like, oh my God, I got to fight this thing. So there's 40 of these Metroids. It's almost like having 40 mini boss fights. Okay. There's 40 Metroids. There's like four different levels of Metroids. They start as just a little Metroid floating around and you kill them and everything. And then they get to different powers and then they're on the ground. They're chasing you. And then they like turn into like like a, a raptor or something on the ground chasing you. And it's just like... <laughs> That's intense. Like, again, I've heard some people saying it gets repetitive. And I'm like, there's there's four different levels of Metroids. And each one, there, there's like a fire version or a lightning version. Mm-hmm. So there's really eight different kinds, and there's forty of these things. Like, I, I mean, like what, all what these mini boss fights. Platformer. I mean, I, I, it's not a brand. I mean, it's yes, it's a brand new Metroid game, but it's not something that's going to recreate the will of of of, of Metroid games. Right. I mean, just enjoy the Met- a new Metroid game. I'm just exactly. I'm so happy we have a 2D Metroid right. that like. And again, you're and you're playing on the DS, and it's a platformer. So what, right. I mean, what else do they want? What I will say. So overall, this has been so much fun. If I had yeah, to, rate I'm glad this, you're having fun. That's what matters. If I had, a, it is what matters. Thank you, Nick. If I had to rate this game, eight point five. Okay, eight point five to a nine, somewhere in there. Um, not as good as Super Metroid, but I think Super Metroid is one of my favorite. 20 maybe 15 games of all time yeah. it's way up there yeah it's better than axiom verge which i got to the end of axiom Verge, and i was just like i don't want to explore anything else i just want to beat this game <laughs> i'm ready to be done yeah i really liked it but it just it, it stayed around too long this one's not staying around too long because the gameplay loop of finding these metroids and finding the way to get to them and finding the way to kill them and then getting your power-ups and doing all this other stuff it just works a lot better than axiom verge. yeah so yeah, I, the only negatives I wrote down, I will say forty Metroids is a lot of Metroids. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's for a game that's on a DS, and it's again. I know it's not. A, it's a newer, but it's almost kind of like newer slash older, you know, Metroid style game. Having that much is 
sounds semi tedious. Yeah. It's the one problem. The other problem I'll say with those 40 Metroids is I have not run into an actual, like I call these, these Metroids are kind of mini boss fights. Mm -hmm. I haven't had a boss fight yet. Okay. And I am eight and a half hours in. The only thing I would say that's close to a boss fight is kind of like an escape sequence where it's almost more of puzzle. You got to get through this floor and this floor and this floor, and there's different ways you got to go through. I'm hoping that changes, but again, I've only got nine Metroids left to get. Huh. Like, yeah, you would think because that's kind of what you know Metroid yes. was kind of known for was their big boss With over the top fights, Ridley and Kraid, and, right? And and the, the the thing that comes out of the lava and Super Metroid and all this other yeah. stuff. There's so many iconic bosses that, and you're really just kind of just knocking off, like you said, mini bosses. Yeah, yeah. And well, maybe that that's maybe that's kind of a like you said, it's a negative thing instead of five or six seven eight to ten huge big bosses right you're fighting big bones <laughs> i had to i, I had know to. no of course you're fighting 40 mini bosses that right. kind of, that's kind of a downer so my overall like i said eight and a half to nine somewhere in there i'm loving this game i, I would have probably loved anything with just getting another 2d metroid i do yeah. want to go back sean i was talking to him today because he finally started playing it on his way to Sprechensee deutschland um Wiener schnitzel yeah that He's like, you've got to go back and play Metroid Zero and Metroid Fusion. Or Metroid Zero Mission, sorry. And I want to play both those games. I don't know if I can go Metroid, 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 but I've got a gap. Once I beat this, I've got a gap until Odyssey comes out. Yeah. Or I can just kind of take a break, or I can go play old games or whatever. Yeah. What oh, I think gosh. this what I think this game has proved is 2D Metroid still work. I think that. So it's actually Mercury Steam that did this Metroid. Mercury Steam did the uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadows games for the PS3 1 and 2, and then there was one on DSN, DS and the Vita. I think if you give them free reign to say, they, they've proven that they can make a 2D Metroid game. Now let them just go say, okay, we trust you. Go come up with your own original 2D Metroid game. Go. Don't, don't work within the confines of Metroid 2. Make your own. Is it still? Are you still saying something like under the Metroid name or just something? Yes. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Under the Metroid name, but just brand new story, still Samus, all that other stuff. But don't don't try to recreate Metroid Two. Like sure. I don't I don't need to see Super Metroid HD. Right. I don't I don't Super Metroid's perfect the way so it is. Create their own story. Their own exactly. Narrative, stuff still like in that. the two D yeah. platforming type of thing. Right. Yeah. 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 World. Yeah. Universe. So cool. But overall, I really like it. Good. I'm glad. That's awesome. Definitely like it. Man, that's a good. That's a good. Games topics right there, man. That was pretty good. Yes. I like that. Yeah. A lot of information on <laughs> on both our ends. You think we were done already? Yeah. That was the first part. <laughs> All right. You want to get the news of the week? Let's get in it. So, Tokyo Game Show 2017 was this past week. And All the cool kids call it T- TGS, TGS 2017. Yeah. So, TGS 2017, a year ago, we saw our first gameplay reveal of Metal Gear Survive, which was extremely depressing for me. It had already been announced before that, but just just kill Kevin. Watch the just, whole thing. Yeah. Just kill me. <laughs> just kill me. Did you watch the whole thing, or did you... I watched it all. Did you not just go, nope? Like, you stopped it, like, with I had to, It's like, a, it was like a train wreck, <laughs> yeah. I guess, or something. It was just... Sure. Uh, it's like me watching the LSU play Mississippi State last week. I just kept watching. Like, I, don't, I should just turn this off and do something more productive with my life but nope i'll nope. just keep watching this tragedy it's like the pain yeah you want the pain yeah i'm here i'm, I'm here for uh. this i've been with it from day one i'm here with this pain so this year was better 
we're not going to go through everything because a lot of this, a lot of TGS is focused on Japan and the East. But a couple things here I want to talk about. Square Enix showed off a new game called Left Alive. It is a survival shooter set in the Front Mission universe. I haven't played any of the Front Mission games, but I guess when that actually came out, people were like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you like Front Mission, awesome. Yoji Shinkawa. That had to make you happy, didn't it? That, uh, <laughs> when I saw, so Yoji Shinkawa, if you don't know who Yoji Shinkawa is, he is the artist of Metal Gear Solid. By the way, I just pre-ordered the Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4 book. I saw you. I, had to, yeah. I had to. Once it dropped from like 90 to 42, I was like, done. Yep. Uh, Yoji Shinkawa has been designing all the characters of Metal Gear, all the mechs and everything for as long as, ever since Metal Gear Solid. When they first, when I saw that this Left Alive game got announced and I saw this like box art or whatever, these three characters, I was like, that's familiar. That looks like Metal Gear. <laughs> this is so That's, sad, yeah. when I, but it's when awesome. I, yeah. When I watched the trailer, and I've never played a Metal Gear game, but I've seen <laughs> Sorry. But this not allowed to say that around here. But I, I too, like, but I've, I'm fully aware of the art style to it. When I saw the trailer, yeah. I was like, that looks like it could be a Metal yep. Gear game. Yeah. Yep, this might be the closest we get <laughs> ever, ever again. <laughs> so, Left Alive, again, it's their survival shooters, what they're calling it. It's coming out in 2018. We don't know when, but it's coming out in 2018. Square Enix. There are three protagonists in this game that you will switch between the, the length of the campaign. Um, and they're the people that you see on the, the, the box art that they released. Not box art, you know what I mean. It's mostly offline. There will possibly be some online elements. I'm sure there will. If there's three main characters. Was there characters. online for Metal Gear 5? So there was Metal Gear Online. Mm-hmm. What they didn't do, which a lot of people loved about Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, was Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, you could, uh, you could join online. Yeah, yeah. That was on the um, PSP, the Vita, one of the PSP. Two? Okay. And then they re-released on the Vita and on the PS3 yeah. as the HD yep. collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could have four snakes go into one mission. Sure. And that's the only way I beat the game because the last boss, the last Metal Gear, was so difficult by myself. I I had to get somebody to join my game. We beat it. it. But that's the one thing Metal Gear Solid Five never did was actually have co-op mode, which is what Metal Gear Survive is going to kind of give you, except with effing zombies. So... Still a sore subject. Still hurts. Yeah. Um, So... Metal Gear Online has been a thing. Okay. But it was more team-based, like this team versus The this reason team I was versus. asking, because, I mean, does this game being online matter? I don't know. It's I think what the, I think the reason that they said that there's some online elements are possible is they don't want you to think it's like The Division, where right. a lot of the game is you got to team up with people yeah. to beat the game and do or all de- that. De- so they're saying it's possible, but it seems like you'll be able to... This I can see my reflection. I don't like that one. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be able to play the game just regular single player mode. mode. Yeah. So, second follow up question to yes. Does it matter? Does this game matter? Do we need this game? I mean, what's uh, the point of this game at this point? I mean, it's. Are we going to call it a Metal Gear Solid knockoff? Are we going to call it something that it's. If it's coming out in any of 2018, is it even worth picking up? I mean, we've got God of War, obviously, Red Dead, we assume. Spider-Man, we assume. Dreams, maybe we assume. That that Detroit being human. Yeah. Um. What's the one with the horde zombie things? Um. 
I actually want to play this game, and now I'm forgetting Dead. it. Uh, it's Sony Ben's game. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, no. uh, anyways. Um, oh, it's going to drive me nuts now. If this game is, is coming out when it's supposed to, who... Is it people like you, like a huge Metal Gear yes. heads that want to like it's, get back into a world similar to it? It's going to be people that are like, like when I saw the name Yoji Shinkawa, I was automatically, okay, I'm in. And when it was Yoji Shinkawa and not Konami, mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm definitely in. Yeah. Like Square Enix knows how to make great games. This though, the other thing, because this is a never ending battle for me, this whole Hideo Kojima, like, ruse cruise that everybody says is going on where he's still working for Konami. This is all a long con. Uh, What's it called? Death Stranding is really Silent Hills, and Metal Gear Solid 5, Chapter 3, 4, and 5 are still coming, and blah, blah, (laughs) blah. You can all go kick rocks. You're stupid if you believe that. By the way, kudos on to the the kick rocks and keeping the curse word free. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. I try. That's good. PG podcast. Yeah. Um, I I see this game. First off, I see that concept art, and I'm like, Metal Gear. Yeah. And then I'm like, like I said, Square Enix makes good games. If they're involved, I know nothing about Front Mission. Never played any of the games. Don't really care to play any of the games. But I see Yoji Shinkawa. I see something that kind of like almost like a futuristic Metal Gear, and I'm kind of down for it. So. Name's game, the game is Days Gone. Days Gone, thank you. Yeah, I actually want to play that game. So, so anyway, so and that's assumed to come out in 2018 as well, and all the other ones I named off. So yeah, back to my point. Great uh, way to fill time, by the way. While I was looking that up, what I mean, what's the point of the game? Do we care? Again, like you, like you kind of touched on. I guess it is for people who are really into the Metal Gear world and the style of it. Like, hey, here's something similar to it, almost yeah. kind of an ocean horn to a Zelda. To a Zelda, or um, what's the game that just came out? It, or, or you know, Axiom Verge to a, a Metroid, Metroid or something yep. like that. So, just kind of a not so much a knockoff, not it's, so much a bashed kind of knockoff, but something that's gonna tie people over. So for me right now, it's I see Yoji Shinkawa, yeah. and my immediately my immediate thought is pre-order the game, right? But then I can take a breath and say, okay, wait. Let's let's wait and see what this game actually is. Yoji Shinkawa did not make Metal Gear. If I was doing the art for Metal Gear and Hideo Kojima was still directing it, it still would have been amazing. Yeah. So I got to just take a step back. I still have Death Stranding coming. Sometimes. It's a wait and see for me at this point. Okay. But I'm very excited just to see Yoji Shinkawa's name. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And well, again, by the way, I forgot to talk, t- touch on this earlier. If you're part of this whole ruse cruise crap, now you're talking about four companies colluding together. Four publicly traded companies. Konami, Sony, Kojima Productions, and Square Enix. They're all colluding together just so Kojima can can say, oh, Death Stranding, Silent Hills, ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. Get a life. You are stupid. Bold words, I like it. I like it. Next. Uh, Zone of the Enders, speaking of Hideo Kojima, Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars, which is spelled M-V-R-S, which is extremely confusing, is coming out on PS4, PC, and VR in 2018. It's a remake of Zone of the Enders 2. 
Now, I kind of feel like a bad Hideo Kojima fan when really it's Hideo Kojima as it comes to, as it pertains to, as it was, as it were, Metal Gear. Right. Never played any of the Zone of the Enders games. Well, this is kind of a Gundam type game, right? Like yes. Like a mech type game. Like all mechs, the weird looking mechs. Yeah. Just, it's never been for me. Yeah. I will say, though, so this is coming from Konami. It's a Kojima-produced game. He didn't direct this, but he produced it. I think he directed the first one of the Enders, but correct me if I'm wrong. Comments. The one thing about... Yeah, comment below at youtube.com slash superhero.com. The one thing that I like about this is it still gives me hope that Metal Gear Solid 3 Remastered will happen at some point. So it means they're not abandoning the Kojima games. I don't care about Zone of the Enders. But it gives me hope that Metal Gear Solid 3 Remaster, whatever you want to call it, is still coming to PS4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this game being in VR alone will be somewhat a selling point. You know, like, because will you be able to be inside a Gundam or a mech yeah. suit or something like that? I yep. think that would be cool. Other than that, I'm just, it'll just be another game yeah. that. Hopefully, I'll see get played on Twitch. Right. Yeah. And actually, I don't even know. I think this might have just been announced for Japan. It might not have even be coming west yet. I don't yeah, think that's I, been clarified, I which it, it makes sense that this would be a Japan-only release. Well, if it's but, coming to VR, I think it will ho- I mean, it should probably come this way if it's going to be in yeah. VR, because that's where you're going to sell. I mean, that's where, as every video game industry person knows, if you want to sell something, you've got to send it west, Yep. You know, especially in the VR realm. You know, you, I don't know how well VR is over in in Asia or any of the other you know uh, countries like Japan or China or anything like that. It's going over there, but VR is hopefully starting to kick off here, and it's, it's slow burn for sure. Yeah. But if you're gonna sell a VR machine or a VR game, it's gotta be over here. Yeah, and like the last big VR announcement for PSVR, I would think was probably uh, Resident Evil Seven, and that was yeah. January. Yeah. So like. So yeah, this game on, will, this game will kind of percolate in Japan for a little bit, and then hopefully make its way over here. Yeah, so again, I, not that yes. I'll participate, but there will be people who will want to play VR Gundam. Ah, you know, Andy Cortez. <laughs> Shout out to Maximum Cortez. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, give us Gmod party mode. Joey Noel, you replied to me on uh, Reddit. You said we don't have the setup. Y'all got laptops. That's the setup. You did. You did PUBG. You, you can do Pug. prop hunt. <laughs> by the way, by oh, the way, oh, I, I, by the I way, I, I didn't put, put it on in, here because yeah, it broke so it. late. But let's just talk about okay, that. Let's do it. Player unknown battlegrounds. You can kiss rocks. Kiss rocks. Kick them too. Kick them off. <laughs> you don't own battle royale mode. Yeah. Like all you have done is piss people off. Yeah, that sucks. That don't play your game. You've yeah. made people want to play Fortnite and not play your game. Well, they handled it very weird because at, for, at first when the Fortnite had the Battle Royale mode, they were kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool, ha, ha. And then, like, maybe someone, like, in the front office or a lawyer got in their ear and like, hey, man, that's like, they're taking your crap. Maybe you should be mad. And they're like, oh, we are mad. Right. Which is kind of weird because that sucks because that game is, PUBG is, like, taking off. I love watching Twitchers play it or even like kind of funny. I wish it was or, out on or, yeah, PlayStation. I can't wait for it to come to Xbox because when it does, I'll be playing it yep. on the Xbox because I'm not going to play on PC. Nothing against PC, but I don't have one. No. But I have an Xbox, and so I can't wait for it to come on Xbox and play with my friends. But other than that, it's just – but leading into it, it's going to leave kind of a salty taste in my mouth as far as like, man, like I want to play this game. I want to pay for this game. And even as we talk about this now, 
when it comes to the council, I'll still get it. Yeah. But for now, I'll, you know, be in my own and just kind of, it's kind of a crummy way for them to, you know, to say, oh, like you said, you don't own that type of mode. No. Someone put it in there to kind of help their game get off the, you know, get off the deathbed, basically. And then... <sighs> At first, she was like, oh, cool for them. Good good for the Fortnite guys. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, no. Bad for, it, it's just a weird circumstance. I hate it. I just, it, you know, video game industry is supposed to be helping one another out. Right. You know, unless you're Sega, Nintendo in the 90s. Yeah. But other than that, like, be happy that another game, your, your stuff is so cool and so much right. fun that they want to copy Amen. it and make it so their game can do well. Who cares, man? I guess what it comes down to is that the Fortnite devs said, hey, yeah, we love all these other games like blah, 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 and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, and the fact that they mentioned them pissed them off, but I'm like, no, if you would have just said, hey, like retweet it or something, be like, hey, we're so good to inspire other developers, blah, 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 whatever, yeah. That's great publicity, but now you're being a bunch of little bees. Yeah. Like, yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah, it sucks. By the way, Grand Theft Auto Online, they put out their own battle royale yep. mode too. Yeah, they sure did. But they didn't say PUBG, so they didn't get all butt hurt and everything. All this does is help Fortnite. Period. This made I me go so like, you know what? I'm going to go pay for Fortnite. I haven't. <laughs> But it made me want yeah. to, because <laughs> who knows? Because PUBG on PlayStation is probably going to be like summer or later. I would. Oh think. man, I don't think that. I don't know if it will come to PlayStation. It, yeah, like that's the thing. Is summer. it going to be a year of exclusivity, or is it just going to be 2017 is Xbox, 2018 is PlayStation? I think they'll have to see how it. You know, there's the, obviously the easy transition from yeah the PC to the Xbox, um, just for the Microsoft name and everything like that. I think we'll have to see how it deals or how it sells on the xbox console before it's even sony crazy yeah i think so too even before sony wants to go wants to dip in their hand because sony's got so much other stuff going on right do they want to put PUBG on their console and kind of lose the steam of a, a spider-man or a days gone or, or right. death stranding or like because if you put PUBG on the console it's going to sell it's going to take everything and that's what's going that's exactly what's going to boost these xbox sales back yep. up is a PUBG. so I don't know if PlayStation's gonna be so happy to put that on their console that quickly because they got so much other exclusive content coming out. I, I don't know if we see it till like maybe 2019, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I want to play it, yeah. but again, I don't have a good PC. I have a Mac and it sucks. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm screwed. Couple other notes here from uh, TGS: Shadow of the Colossus got a new trailer for the PS4. I didn't even watch it. I just want to play this game because I didn't play it on <laughs> PS3 or PS2. I can't wait yep. to play this game. I already know how it ends. I know the story. I'm not going to spoil anything here if you don't know it, but I still want to experience this game, so I'm so excited for that. Monster Hunter World's got a release date. It's out January 26th worldwide. I've never played any of the Monster Hunter games. I'm, I will play with my first Monster Hunter character when it comes to Marvel's Capcom Infinite. It's a DLC character. Oh, yeah, it's Capcom. Yeah. 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 There you go. It'll be the first time I ever get experience and probably the last. Uh, and Final Fantasy IX just got a stealth release on PlayStation 4. I don't care. Yeah. You're, this is the wrong crowd to yep. talk Final Sean's Fantasy Sean's not stuff. here. Adam's not here. Yep. We're not yeah, going to talk lost, Final Fantasy lost Final Fantasy stuff. Yep. Sorry, guys. Sorry. It's out. Yep. It was the last PS1 game. <laughs> That's all I know. Don't Sean doesn't like it. So I asked him, I was like, do you care about this? He's like, I downloaded already. Yeah. And I played through like half of it. I don't care. So yep. okay. I don't care. Yeah, if Adam's not playing it either, then I don't know anything about it. Right. Yep. 
So, there is a Satoru Iwata tribute inside of the Nintendo Switch, and this is just mind-boggling. So How let do me we get re- this? How do we get this game? <sighs> I'm going to tell you. Okay. This comes from IGN. The recently discovered NES emulator hidden inside of every Nintendo Switch console actually serves as an incredible tribute to Satoru Iwata. As detailed on the Switch Brew Wikia, Switch hacker Yellows 8 discovered the official way to unlock the emulator and a modified copy of 1984's NES Golf. Have you played NES? Hell yeah. This freaking oh, the best the golf best game, game I've ever, ever played. Yeah, yeah, 100%. High five. Sorry, I was looking at my phone. Hey, Vave. Just uh, put a pin in that. Remind me to tell you about a did you know. A what? A did you know. Okay. Yep. Which can only be done on July 11th, the same day the fourth president and CEO of Nintendo passed away in 2015. By the way, it doesn't seem like he passed away two years ago. No, two and a half years ago. It feels like a lot longer, doesn't it? The loaded date, origi- quote, the loaded date originates from network time synced time regardless of whether the user has it enabled or not yellows eight explains meaning that if your console has never has ever been connected to the internet the emulator knows the correct date and time and can't be unlocked by manually changing the system's date to july 11th switch owners who have not yet connected their console to the internet have been able to access the emulator and Ah. share video footage the motion to unlock the game appears to be the same direct hand motion Awada made during each Nintendo Direct. Additionally, a voice clip of Awada can be heard when the game launches. That's awesome. That's As previously cool. reported, the hidden NES emulator called Flog, which is golf backwards, if you didn't know, that's me editorializing, <laughs> runs a modified version of NES Golf that supports Joy-Con motion control, allowing the player to swing by holding L or R and making a physical swinging motion. This is too cool, man. This is, this is so cool. cool. Like, Awada is Which means, I guess, so since we've connected to the internet, we can't get it? Yeah, we're screwed. Dang Until July 11th next year, I guess we can do something to unlock it. But by then, hopefully, we'll actually have a virtual console, and we can yeah. go from there. Mm, but good luck. Did you know... You remember without me having to tell you. I didn't even think I would. I know. Wii Sports Screw Golf. my note. Wii Sports Golf. All the courses... The NES golf courses. I had no idea. I heard that this week, and I was like, "That's crazy!" What? Like crazy. So when Sean and I got our NES Christmas '87, we got Mario, Golf, and Zelda, and and Duck Hunter. We didn't get Duck Hunter. We didn't have the Zapper. (laughs) But like, I can remember. Sorry, Dad, you're not watching. It's one of those times where my dad thought he should be better than us at a game, right? I have a similar story, by the way. So, I can remember one time I was playing golf against my dad. And we're sitting in the living room. And he dropped an F-bomb or something. He was so mad that he messed up a shot or something. (laughs) No. Now I remember. This was like the age. This isn't weird. Sean and I were taking a bath together. We were like six and three. It's fine. And it was after we had played NES Golf. And I was like, said something to Sean, like, huh, I'd be dead at golf or something like that. And he was just like, mother effort. (laughs) Like, he was so mad. And I think that's why, for the next five or six years, when I would play video games, like, NES Play Action Football is the one I remember, where my dad was pretty good at. There were times where I would purposely lose. Oh, yeah. Just so I was like, I don't want him to get mad. I want to feel good. There you go, Dad. Yeah. You win. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but NES Golf is it it to this day is probably still my favorite golf game ever made. Yeah. I still like vividly in my mind can still 
see the little golf ball go woo, it's so it was good. the best yeah it really was it was the best it was like knockoff versions of mario and luigi playing golf it was so oh it's so good so come back on july 11th 2018 see if you can play <laughs> nes golf on your switch that's a cool story i love that uh so i mean this guy's got an xbox so i figured i'd put an xbox story in here thanks because man. whatever Phil Spencer has been promoted. You know, I'm still more of a PlayStation person. You said you own an Xbox. You're out of the. You're out of the circle of trust. <laughs> the ring of trust. What's it called? Either one. Circle trust. Circle trust. Squared. This I comes from Games Box of Trust. GameSpot, not GameStop. By the way, I don't like that GameStop and GameSpot. I don't like it. <laughs> I thought you were going off a GameStop tangent, and no. I was going to sit here and go, "Hey, man, I just defended GameStop." Like few months ago so i don't know if we can do that nope okay i Good. love GameStop. xbox boss this comes from GameSpot. phil spencer is joining microsoft's top team of advisors according to GameSpot sister site zdnet spencer who's currently executive vice president of gaming for microsoft is joining microsoft's senior leadership team he's a 16th member including ceo satya nadela cfo terry myerson and AI executive Harry Shrum, Harry Shum. That that can't be real. An AI executive. That's what this, I copied and pasted. I, I, yeah, I have questions about that. Too, Spencer's like. promotion to the senior leadership team is reflected on the Microsoft website. His appointment suggests gaming is not going anywhere at Microsoft. There was a time when people believed Microsoft might spin off its Xbox division, but that doesn't seem to be the case. For his part, Spencer thanked fans for their support and said himself. That his promotion to the senior leadership team is, quote, a great show of commitment, end quote, by Microsoft overall to the gaming market. This is horribly written. Yeah. Microsoft's gaming division called More Personal Computing. That is stupid. Saw its operating income rise 34% or $2.1 for the latest reporting period. Shout out to Matt Mitchell. Spencer was promoted to head of Xbox in August 2015. He oversees the Xbox and Xbox Live. The Xbox and Xbox Live. This is horrible. <laughs> Whoever wrote this on GameSpot, you're the horrible. Xbox and Xbox Live. As well as the creative team of Xbox Music, Video, and Microsoft Studios. Spencer's been with Microsoft for more than 25 years. So, so Wait, why, why do you say shout out to Matt Mitchell? He's, like, put these he's the in, Xbox guy. He always cracks me on everything. Yeah. Matt, you're my yeah. dude. Yep, 100%. He knew about Black Tusk because I knew he would. Uh, <laughs> and the Coalition and all that other stuff. So the reason this is just kind of a throwaway story, but it's not because... I've been saying, and again, I am a Sony fanboy, flat out. Yeah. Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft's way down there. I can't see that. You can't. Oh, wow. You're watching this after the pay-per-view. I'm excited for this pay-per-view. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um, but... <sighs> I would love to have a one-console future. Just because I would love to play like Gears of War and Halo on my PlayStation or my Playbox or whatever it right. would be called. Yeah. That's what we, we get so carried away with how great Sony is doing with PS4 outselling Xbox One two to one. Sure. God. Like this war's this done. It's th- this this generation, it's over with, it's done. Sony has won. But the Xbox One is still outselling the Xbox three sixty this far into the lifespan. Right. Like they're still doing great. And for every time 
me or Sean, Sean or I talk about how that this whole one console future and maybe Xbox will just, Microsoft will sell off Xbox or they'll just stop doing it and they'll just focus on Windows. That's not happening. No. I mean, it's, it's by what you said. I mean, they're still making, you know, hands over fists of money as far as selling the Xbox console. They're all selling the, X, the 360, which in my personal opinion, I like the 360 more than I like the Xbox One. I think a lot of people would say that. Yep. Um, Because, I, I mean, honestly, the 360 beat PS3. You know, not only because of price-wise, but, you know, other than Uncharted, 360 had better games at the time. Um, I find it funny that there's 16, that now Phil Spencer is a 15th or 16th member of this, this, this gaming board or whatever, and they're still not able to, f- f- and maybe that's why they got Phil on this, on this board, is kind of figure out what's going on. Like, yes. why are we losing this battle? Well, one, your exclusivities are not great. Right. You know, um... Quantum Break is literally the only new exclusive for Xbox that I can think off the top of my head. Of course, they had Gears and they had Halo, but those are almost played out. Yeah. You know. At this point, yeah, they yeah. are. And I love those games. I, I, I love the death of those games. That's why I got an Xbox One, you know, to play those games. Yep. But even Quantum Break, which I played a little bit of, I didn't finish, it doesn't match to up to Sony. So I, I'm assuming the reason why they brought Phil Spencer on board is to finally get his knowledge and get going about, Oh yeah, <laughs> it got close. It was only, it was uh, only nine. Well, yeah, it got really close there. Shout out to Syracuse. Yeah. We only lost by nine yeah, to, to this guy's LSU, LSU Tigers. Tigers. Oh God. That could be a whole different podcast. <laughs> I could just do a one man podcast about, Oh, this. or Jerron. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, this is a smart idea. This yeah. is a smart move for Xbox to finally get Phil. Cause I know he's been getting a lot of heat over the past few months from from Xbox fans, and I think it's unwarranted, 100%. Because he's not sure he's in his position, but he's not making all the all the decisions. He's just there to promote the thing. You know, he's just there to be the head of the of Xbox. Right. So, other than games and stuff like that, he has no control over what games get made. You know, as far as to an extent, yeah. I think I think he's got some control over it, but. You know, at this point, I'm sure he's just kind of almost greenlighting everything that comes his way because well, they got to get something out. And the other thing is, so he wasn't in charge in 2013 when they were like, $500 and everybody gets a connect. Nobody wants it. We don't care. Oh, you got to be always online. Great. Guess yeah. what? You can't trade games in DRM, blah, blah, blah. Like he had to recover Oh yeah. from that horrible oh, E3 man. where Sony yeah. was just like, mic drop, mic drop, yeah. mic drop, and mic drop. Even now, Sony's doing that. Yeah. But it's not where... Because Xbox goes on before, but it's not where it, Xbox is like, oh, God, how are we ever going to survive this? Right. Where they were before. You know, now it's like, we had a good press conference. We know we're not going to beat Sony at the press conference, but this is our stuff, and you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to like it, and we've got these exclusive games like Tomb Raider for a year or whatever, and Phil's done a great job. I, I love listening to Phil Spencer talk. Yep. He's, he's a magician at... A press conference and what he's doing. So him being on board, I think, is the smartest move Xbox probably done in the past five years. I agree. I mean, he's been nothing but good since he took over the Xbox brand and all that other stuff. So he's I. It's well deserved. Yeah, it is well deserved. And I do like. He's like you said. It's it's not like the whole console wars. It's not like it was with Sega Nintendo. Like he will say, "Congratulations yeah. on launching PSVR. Congratulations yeah. on the PS4 Pro." It's not like. No, I, I know, but then the Xbox account tweet out, oh, PS4 Pro does this, well, the Xbox One S does this, blah, blah, yeah. blah. 
But like goes, Phil there, himself, there's a business there. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a business there, and you gotta be, you know, you gotta make your thing sound better than it was before. I would love to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall when they're doing the Xbox One X, the E3 after we saw PS4 Pro, and then just listen to them going, guys, like we can't roll this out. Like it's the same thing, and then they still do it anyways. And just if like Phil Spencer's just like face palming the whole time, yeah. you know, he's like, great. Now I go out and sell this thing. Yep. Fantastic. Two other quick notes here, then we're going to get to everybody's favorite part of the podcast, which I'm very nervous about. <laughs> Final, Final Fantasy 15, the Comrades DLC, was dated for October 31st. This game just won't die. It has multiplayer and single-player content missions. Shout-out to Adam and Sean. Final Fantasy, yay. I don't think Adam's going to play anymore. Yay. Sean's yeah. not playing it. He's, he still hasn't finished Final Fantasy 12. And Resident Evil 7, the Not A Hero DLC. We got a gameplay video for it. I can't wait to play this. First, it's a free DLC. Mm-hmm. It stars a character I don't want to talk about in case you haven't beaten the game. Is this the first DLC of the game? This is this is the... They've done these other uh, two DLCs where it's more just like horror, like you're stuck in this room and kind of like a survival mode puzzle thing, thing and stuff. Yeah. It's just weird where you're like stuck in a bed and one of the Baker family is like... Nah. This is more an extension of Resident Evil 7. This is like Resident Evil 7.5. Got it. And I think what this is going to be is it's going to lead right into Resident Evil 8, which I... (sighs) The timing, when is this coming? No, this is coming out December 12th, which is after PSX. So never mind. We're not going to see a teaser for Resident Evil 8. That'll be at E3. That'll be at E3. Even then. Yeah. I'm excited to play this. It does look... When I watch this video... It reminds me more of Resident Evil 5 and 6, where it's just more action-focused, yeah. which I kind of thought it would be, but it's free DLC for one of my favorite games this year. I'm excited to play it. It's free. I'm gonna Go watch it. him play the Resident Evil 7, what, the first <sighs> 30, horrible. 45 minutes of it? It was horrible. It was so, it was so good. That's what you want. That's what you need. If you just, you're having a bad day. Go watch Kevin play Resident Evil. 7. I was so scared. I was like, Sean, I'm going to do this by myself. He's like, Really? You're going to do that? Adam and I tried to do it. Like, oh know? my God. <laughs> you know, Adam and I tried to do it one time and we, yeah. it just completely crapped the bed. Really? Yeah, it did not go well. I almost there? crapped my pants playing it. <laughs> almost. Now, this is interesting because it's that time of the week. Ooh, I, I forgot I, about this. This part. I, I don't know if you're going to back me up. I'll try. But in case I'm y'all didn't know, it's that time of the week where we play the. <gasps> It's the back of the box challenge. challenge. If you didn't know the back box challenge, how we end the podcast here every week on the two player co-op podcast. What this game is, is we take a look at a previously released retail version of game. We look at that retail box. We spin that joke around sideways, stake it straight up here. And then we, we actually read the back of the box aloud to the other player. Bleep out any pertinent information that would give the game where make it too obvious. Then the other player gets to ask, unlimited follow-up questions <laughs> that end in a yes or no to try to see if they can guess what that game is. That is the Backbox Challenge, and that's what we're going to do now. So why are you so nervous about this? Because <laughs> it's you and it's not Sean. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree. You want to read first or you want me to read first? What makes you less nervous? <laughs> I'm going to read first. Okay. Do you want A or B? Oh. B. Uh, a. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to read what I want to read. Okay. The land of blank is in chaos. As blank, 
You'll be sent on a treacherous journey to return six precious crystals to their origins in six stone statues. Only by defeating the guardians of the six... The six palaces will you gain passage to the seventh palace. Take on the ultimate challenge that awaits you and wake the blank from her sleeping spell. Oh, man. On your way, helpful villagers you encounter will offer clues and secret messages invaluable in your quest. As you guide blank through the levels of blank, close-ups and overviews will enhance your video vision. What the hell? This is so much longer than mine. (laughs) In the tradition of blank... And none of this. This is all a bunch of crap. So yeah, I'm done. Okay. Are you up to the challenge? All right. So, is this a golly? Is this a 32-bit game? No. 16? No. Eight? Yes. Okay. Um, is this a sequel? Sounds yes. Like a sequel. Okay. It is. Stop. Is this Dragon Quest? Nope. Okay. Is this um, Konami? No. Capcom? No. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know your research though. I'm very <laughs> proud right now. Konami, Capcom. Damn it. <laughs> oh man. Is the protagonist a human? Yes. Is this set in a medieval time? Uh, no. Okay. Are the stones... So are the stones hidden behind eight bosses? Is that how it's working? Uh, or six bosses, however it goes? Yep. Is this six bosses, six crystals. Is this ghouls and goblins? Nope. Eight, what was eight bosses, six got what? Six bosses, six crystals, and then you get a seventh. Is this golden axe? Nope. I don't think that's an eight-bit game anyways. Is this why you're nervous? I don't know. I'm loving this. (laughs) Usually because... I don't want to be on the other end is what I'm worried about. (laughs) Yeah. This... Nintendo or yes, okay. It is a Nintendo game published by Nintendo. Yes, okay. Eight bit Nintendo game. I will say it is a bad sequel. Oh, I gotta remember the sequel part two. Okay, not Star Fox 2. (laughs) I don't know if it's good or not, but no, it's not that. Um, is it any of the amiibos sitting on our table right now? Possibly. <laughs> that's wait. That's a yes or no answer. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yes. So it's a Zelda game. Possibly. <laughs> that's a yes or no answer. <laughs> that's how this game works. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. <laughs> All right. So it's a Zelda game that I now don't know. Is it? Is Zelda 2. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. One of the worst sequels wow. to one of the best games of I all time. I don't know how my mind ever got there. There's no... We, I don't know what... 
I don't know what put me there. Zelda 2, like, I don't know why they did it with Zelda 2 and they did it with Mario 2, where they're like, man, the first one was so awesome. Let's completely change it for the sequel. And then for the third one, for Zelda 3, which was A Link to the Past, they went back to what worked. And Super Mario 3, one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Zelda 2, I've, I've tried to go back to it when I got my NES Classic. I just, I just can't. It's not a good game. There are people that defend that game. Did you, you did a Zelda game. I've never played any Zelda games. But I thought maybe it would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, just it, start Breath yeah, of the Wild. Yeah, I got there. I don't you know, got how, dude. I don't know how I got. To, I'm. I don't normally like to brag about myself. I'm just kidding. I don't have to do it. But I have. No, <laughs> I have no idea how I was able to ever get there. I don't know. You got eight bit. Yep. You got you. You got to Nintendo, yeah. and then you were like, "Is it an amiibo on the table?" And I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> no one's ever." That is the first time that question has ever been asked in the back of the box challenge. Good yep. job, sir. Thinking outside the backs of the box. <laughs> That's a terrible pun. <laughs> All right, let me have it. All right. I don't know how we ever read off this thing. It's so small. Blank. I almost literally gave away the first answer. <laughs> blank has summoned the, his two most powerful blanks. Blank and blank take the fight out of the arena and into blank. In this epic journey, they will unlock cryptic secrets explore perilous blanks and fight the deadliest of adversaries for the control of the blank universe. That was really short. I told you it would be. Is this a 32-bit game? Uh, I have a weird feeling. No. No? No. I don't think so. Is this a 16-bit game? It's higher. 64? Um, is yes. this a... Okay. Trying to make sure that it was... Mm, I don't know if it came on that console, though. Hmm. It did not come on that console. But it's around that time frame. Is it a PS2 game? Yep. Is it a Konami game? Nope. Capcom? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Do you want a quick hint? It's a dead company game. What? Like the, the company is no longer around. Ugh. Yeah. Technically. Okay. PS2. Mm-hmm. Is this a brawler? Mm-hmm. Like a beat-em-up? Mm-hmm. Okay. PS2 beat-em-up. Is it side-scrolling? No. PS2, non-side-scrolling, beat em up. PS2, not Konami, not Capcom. They're dead. Somewhat. Data East is gone, but it's not Data East because they were gone way before then. Um, is this a licensed game? No. Is this part of a series? Yes. Hmm. Did this series originate on the PS2? No. Did it originate earlier? Yes. Well, obviously, stupid ass. <laughs> I was just going along with it. Is the series still going today? Yes. Is this a Double Dragon game? No. 
Okay. Beat him up. PS2. Somehow it's still going. <sighs> By the way, if you're watching, uh, breaking news, every Target store is going to get at least 20 SNES Classic units on Friday the 29th. Wow. Just so you know, at least 20. Get in line early. You should yep. be okay. Yep. All right. Uh, PS2, beat him up. Still going. Do you play as a human? Yes. You play as two. I'll give you that. It's not Bimmy and Jimmy because it's not Double Dragon. So your your primary mode of fighting is we, we fight with these, Craig? Mm-hmm. Okay. And with the feet and legs. Mm. <gasps> mm. Yeah, that'll help. Are you a ninja? Not really, but, <laughs> but you're but you're close. Okay. Oh, but you're a person, not a turtle. Yep. Also not a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! You're a person. Oh, it's not side scrolling. It's a brawler. It's still going. It's part of a series. Now the brawler is not still going, but the series lives on. But the name of the series lives on. Yes. Is this a first party game? Yes. Mm. Uh, yes. I think so. Yes, 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 yes. Do you play somebody with a big red tattoo all over their body? Big red. No. You're not you thinking of God of War. Kratos! No. <laughs> all right. Wait, but it started before the PS2. Did it yeah, start on yeah. the PS1? Started before that, too. Like this, the name of the series that's Umbrella Undered started on before the PS1, before the 64, Do you want to know the original console it started on? Did it start on the SNES? It got ported over there. Genesis? Mm-hmm. Was it a Sega property? Uh, it wasn't a... No, not exclusively, no. Okay. But it made its way to the SNES. You play as a person. Two. Two people. Two player co op. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Let me see. There are ninjas in it. You fight with your fist, your people. Started on the Genesis, ported to the SNES. By the way, if you say SNES, you're a psychopath. Um, Patrick Klepek. Yeah, shout out to Patrick. Shout out to John Bernardo. Yeah, great interview with Patrick yeah, Klepek. I love that podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other clues I can give you that help you that won't give it away. Can you read it again with the blanks? Oh, give me a second. You would ask. You're so needy. With That's the blanks, what she said. <laughs> blank has summoned his two most powerful blanks. Blank and blank <laughs> take. The fight out of the arena to blank. Out of the arena. Mm-hmm. In this epic journey, they will unlock cryptic secrets, explore perilous blanks, and oh, I, I, I could probably give you that. Wait word. a minute, is this a midway game? Yep. I I knew it. I got <laughs> off track. <laughs> oh, I got off track as soon as you. That's said a dead it was company. Dead, I yeah. Okay, do you play as Sub-Zero? Nope. Or do you play as Liu Kang? Yep. Shaolin Monks? Yep. I got off track! 
what happened when you said it was de- like I said, Konami, Capcom? Oh crap! Because I remember when you said it gets that. That's what just jogged it when you said out of the arena. When I heard that's, it for the second that's time, why I was like, the it was yeah. a fighter. Yeah, this is not a fighter. That's why I put the emphasis on on, on the arena to help you get out oh. of yeah the fighting game into a brawler. Yep. Does that go well? That was good. Good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. That was a very fair game. <laughs> yeah. I tell like Sean, I'm like, there's another series of the game. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards in case y'all want to use it again or something. Oh, like that, I'll use it that, for him. That um, well, I brought it to his attention, but oh crap, he might forget that I wanted to use. But I was he's going to be wasted. Yeah, he's not remembering. Yeah. No. But anyways, that, so when I brought that one, when I brought the Mortal Kombat series, because I said, "Have y'all done any Mortal Kombat games?" Because I knew we were talking about fighters, yeah. and that was kind of full circle. See, that's why I did Zelda too. Yeah, yeah. God, you're so smart. I'm so smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R T. I hate the Simpsons because Bob Mackey likes them. All right. This has been episode ninety three of the Two Player Co op Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. For being here. Thank you, Nick, for being here. Man, thank you for thanks having for me. filling really in. This was a it. lot of fun. I'm glad to do it. If you didn't know, Two Player Co op is part of the Nerd Nine Hundred One family. Go to nerd nine hundred one com for all things nerdy in Memphis and around the globe. What can they see at Nerd901? Nick? Nerd901.com. Yeah. Not at Nerd901, <laughs> no, no, Nick. No, no, no. no I no, just, no, like, I I just got... It yeah, was you like can a, see two-player co-op. You can see Pixels and Papers. You can see Shelfie Podcast, Lee Travis, Johanna Edwards. You can see them all at Nerd901.com. Also, speaking of at Nerd901, Nick, you can check us out on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at Nerd901Nick. Together, I mean, me and Sean are at two-player underscore co-op also check out at nerd underscore underscore right that's where that's why you know you're a business yes like nick underscores our scarpino shout right. out to nick scarpino uh if you're not you should definitely check us out at youtube.com slash super co-op hit the subscribe button down there hit the like button here share it with all your friends and family really appreciate it we're trying to get to 500 subs and then onward and upward from there do you like audio nick that's actually how I love listening to you. He loves audio. You should love audio also. And if you love audio, you should go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and audio services all around the world. And if you listen to us on those, make sure you go ahead and leave us a five-star review that helps us grow the podcast, reach a bigger audience, all that other stuff. Also, we have a Facebook page that we never update at facebook.com slash two-player co-op gaming. Go ahead and go there to see everything we get tagged in by this guy. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. We got you covered. We don't even do our job. Sometimes cover you. They do it for <laughs> us. This has been episode 93 of the two-player co-op podcast. Again, Nick, thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. What else do you want to plug? Just the website. Okay. com. If you happen to be a student to Dr. Stephanie Madden, you're watching this, I'll see you Tuesday. And if you're in the Memphis area or you're not and you're surrounding, come see us at the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Con. We're headlining a panel, video games in the state of 2017. November 18th. 18th. Okay. 17th or 18th. And we'll have special guests on site. Colin Moriarty. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Thank y'all so much for being here. And until the next time, I'm not going to do the pen thing. You want to try to catch no, the pen? No, not at all. Okay. Hey, we'll see you for episode 94. <laughs> 94. <laughs> but until then, thank you for playing. I had that. <laughs> Wait. But until then. <laughs> thank you for playing. Bye, guys. See ya. Hi, crap. <laughs>